Are you nervous? Yeah, only nervous because I'm filling some pretty big shoes. You know, Rashma is an icon. And so to be sitting where she has sat is an honor. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. We are back for uh, a live episode eight of the Bro and Crypto. Um, as you may have caught, we have a special host, um, the amazing Claire Rapson. Uh, my wife, Reshma, is on her book tour, and so she's on the way to the airport. But I feel like Claire is going to be absolutely incredible. And this is the very beginning of your insanely successful podcasting and live <laughs> LinkedIn interview career. Yes, amazing. Well, we're happy to be here. And, you know, Debra and crypto stops for no one. So we, we have to keep the ball rolling. We stopped for no one. I remember actually, Claire, when we were first thinking about Debra and crypto, you were like, I want to be, I want to be part of it. I want to, um, you know, I want to help Debra crypto. I mean, maybe just give a few like words or emotions of like why you were so excited. And then we can, we can introduce our guest. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I, as an investor at ENIAC, I, I really like to think about and, and help solve big problems. And, and I love the ability to fund and catalyze different companies that can change and democratize access to services. Uh, and for me, Web3 feels like the next frontier of that. It really is the place where, you know, people can establish intergenerational wealth. It breaks down, you know, geographic barriers, but I started to see, even for myself, it was super, super difficult to learn more about crypto and about Web3. And I realized that myself, who has access to ample resources, if I was struggling, I can only imagine what the everyday person is feeling. And so, you know, when you said Debra and crypto, I was like, that is a thought that has been in my mind for months. And I'm just super happy to be a part of it. Amazing. We are super happy to have you as part of it. So. Thank you, Claire, our host for today. And so our guest, by the way, for today uh, was also introduced to us from another amazing woman on the ENIAC team, uh, Kristen. Uh, and um, uh, <clears throat> our guest name is uh, Maggie um, and Maggie Love. And let's bring Maggie on because I want to make sure that Love is her real is her truly real last name. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Yes, my last name is Love. It is not a crypto stage name or anything else. Um, it is my, yeah, it's my given family name. That is amazing. Yeah, is it is definitely amazing. helps. Like even when I travel across countries, like Border Patrol is supposed to be super serious and they see my name and they're kind of like, somebody always makes like a pleasant <laughs> gesture. So um, it's just always really funny to see how disarming it is. And I think that's even helpful with what I'm trying to do and make crypto more accessible. Yeah, consider me disarmed. So, <laughs> so when you have uh, not to spend too much time on this, but when you have like love family reunions and th <laughs> and things like that, um, like uh, that's amazing. Yes, and actually, my mother's maiden name is Sly, so we have Sly Love family reunions. So it's quite quite the funny pair. I believe when my parents met, neither of them believed uh, each other had the last name that they were saying they had. So um, we have a strong, strong names in, in my family. Amazing. Well, thanks, Maggie, for joining us. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, we want to hear all about Chi-Fi. Uh, we want to hear all about W3B Cloud. Um, we want to hear about a lot of stuff. Um, but um, quick, quick, 
bio on Maggie. She launched SheFi to cultivate a global and inclusive community of leaders, learning about discussing, building, and investing in the future of finance and Web3. You're also a co-founder and director of BD at W3B Cloud, a joint venture between AMD and Consensus. Um, and you're a mentor for, uh, which is a mentor for blockchain accelerators like Taken and a backer of the Komorabi Fund. I love these Web3 names, by the way, because you're just, I'm like, always like, <laughs> um, but, yeah, the bios are like bios that you see in a playbill sometimes. <laughs> doing a million things and they're listing it all. So, but, but talk about you. Like, how did you get into this thing? Called yes, Web3? that's always a really fun story because it's really a story um, which I tell women and people I'm speaking to a lot about following your curiosities. So I was actually at IBM Watson and Astor Place in New York City in 2016 in a big corporate strategy meeting. And they were talking about all the technologies they could bring to finance. And somebody was on a phone in the meeting, like was in the room and he kept saying blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. Like you gotta learn about blockchain. You gotta talk about blockchain. And like some of the people were like, you should mute that guy. And I was like, wow, that guy seemed super in, like passionate about this technology called blockchain. Like maybe I should go learn about it. So I went into a physical Barnes and Noble, very old school, um, looked up blockchain books, found one called the blockchain revolution. I went home and I read it and it was about like supply chain and cross-border remittances and decentralized identity and just like this global financial system that was going to be like more inclusive and very focused on value creation. And I was like, whoa, I have to work in this industry. So I spent like all my extra free time uh, interviewing at companies, just like looking up blockchain on the internet, reading the Ethereum white paper. In 2017, I found somebody who worked at Consensus that was a friend of a friend. Consensus, for those of you who don't know, is an Ethereum production company. And we met for a coffee out in Bushwick, took me up into the consensus flat, which was above Roberta's. And I was like, oh, I have to work here. And it then Sean, um, it wasn't Sean Cheng, was it? Um, the coffee shop we went to? No, sorry, the guy, the person at consensus. No, his name is Gabriel Tumlos. Okay. Uh, so he's very early, helped write the Gnosis white paper. Um, and so this was early 2017. And uh, talked to Joe Lubin because I was like under 300 people. So he's still interviewing people. And in that moment when Joe was like, yeah, you've got the job, I like something inside of me had shifted and I had felt that feeling once before, which was getting into my undergrad university. And I just knew that it was going to open the door to many opportunities and really change my life. Like you can't put words in it in that moment, but I felt it. So uh, that has totally happened in many ways. And I'm very, um, very excited that I took that risk. You know, I was like, do I take it? What do I do? And my roommate was like, you haven't stopped talking about blockchain for a year and a half. So you have to join this consensus thing. And it really uh, worked out. And it's really fascinating to think about how one decision like that ends up, you know, us here talking about two different companies I founded. So it's really cool. Yeah, I guess that's so exciting and, and awesome. And so you've obviously been in this space for quite some time now, definitely an earlier adopter than a lot of us. Um, what what did the space look like back then? Like, what was kind of the demographic layout? Um, you know, just so curious. Sure. So the space back then uh, was definitely um, mainly Ethereum. So Ethereum was really the only big player in town. Uh, there was Bitcoin as well. So a lot of the narratives around decentralization, um, you know, financial freedom, uh, building better banking systems, like user controlled wallets, like you really taking responsibility for your funds um, and like true decentralized tech was like the big dominant narratives. And I think it's because of that like early Bitcoin, a lot of people held Bitcoin that were still very big Ethereum believers. 
And what was really cool and crazy is it was 2017. So consensus talked to every company in the world that wanted to put a blockchain. Like even if they couldn't figure it out, they were like coming into us like, how do I put a blockchain on this? Like healthcare, uh, like rocket companies, like you name it. And everybody in consensus, we were building early music products, uh, early. I worked on a collaborative science fiction storytelling universe back in the day called Solarius, uh, working on fractionalizing real estate, working on um, you know financial markets and um, capital markets. And so what Joe did a good job of was letting people come up with their ideas of what they wanted to disintermediate and build new business models around and just like supporting a lot of young people getting together and like pods to do that. So all of the big products you see today um, aren't necessarily driven by consensus anymore, but a lot of the early seeds and vision uh, were from people inside of consensus who have now left and are doing other things. So kind of crazy too, to like live through this like white paper, like, what are people taking bets on like market crash uh lots of lots of ups and downs is in any tech industry but i just knew even when it was like 2018 and it was like a little scarier and like <laughs> because eth crash like i still had to be here and in terms of demographics like obviously a lot of male um a lot of men um were in the business but i think there's like still like other people interested in it as well um, but yeah, it was mainly male dominated. It's tech. People were probably finding out about it on Reddit or they were engineers. And so just like tech and Web 2 seems to be pretty male dominated. So was Web 3. But there was still it was small, but it wasn't worse than <laughs> Web 2 in terms of like percentages of, of women and marginalized communities. So, so there were a lot of bros. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of them. And it, and it actually got worse after ETH hit uh, 80. Um, it like increasingly became more male dominated yeah. probably because companies didn't manage their treasuries well. So like the type of risk you're taking on um, is even greater. Um, and so unfortunately, I think with that shock, it also just in 2019, we still saw it being increased, like very male dominated. What, one thing we've asked uh, a few guests on the show is like, how do you feel, especially when we want to get to Shifa as well, but like, how do you feel the demographic shift in web three versus web two or even web three that time period versus now um like like what where is it trending i mean it's just uh overnight really changed its its tone so i think partially that is due to the consumer facing use cases uh cases such as nfts and DAOs. you know you don't necessarily have to be um as technical you don't have to necessarily have like a traditional financial background, um, all of these things that tend to, I guess, sometimes not be as user friendly, right? You can understand like that art or can hold value or that you can contribute to a community. And also I think the overall crypto space has really changed. Like when you joined Consensus, it was like, you're not a tech person, like you better be really valuable as a business person. Cause like, if we build it, they will come. Like that was the narrative of crypto for a long time. And then, uh, builders got wiser and they're like, oh, right, we need marketing. Oh, right. We need operations. Oh, right. We need business development, right? We need all these other people supporting and growing our protocols. We're not just going to launch a token and it's going to be this best business model ever. We actually need to go out and tell our stories. And so I think it's partially crypto companies really growing up and really adding a lot of roles that you would find in traditional Web2 companies, right? I tell a lot of women now, like, it's not risky to take a job in Web3. Like even if the company fails, 
It's just like a traditional startup failing and you will still have gotten your marketing, your engineering, your operations, your business development, your program or project management. Like you'll get all those skills and no Web2 company is going to think it's silly that you went and took this uh, job in this new space. Whereas before, I think it was a bit harder because a lot of the teams didn't even have those roles defined. And so I think that's a big part of it. And another part of it is these more consumer facing use cases, which have really permeated the global consciousness. So you can't go to South by Southwest anymore and not hear about NFTs. You can't go to uh, Art Basel and not hear about NFTs, right? I was like walking in a very random part of Art Basel and a guy was like, how much ETH is this? Like, you know, so we're no longer at this, we're, while we're still early, I would say, in terms of like having a lot of wide product usage and a lot of things built we're not early in terms of it being taken seriously as an industry so i think we're seeing a lot more uh, women and i can say my experience with shifi i put out applications for cohorts there's no shortage of women applying and so i don't think that's really the issue anymore it's more about how do we make sure they get in to the pipeline um, and make sure they actually get hired and you know secure their space and have spaces to learn so they can get to that point. Yeah, I think that's so exciting. And what excites me the most is like this. It's so we're just so at the beginning, but at this great point where people getting in now have a real upside and like being able to get the right people and the right roles and help people on board. It seems more important now than ever. Um, and so we'd love to just hear a little bit more about how Shifi specifically came about. Yeah, that's another really fun story. I think you'll you'll start to hear all my stories are me being really present in certain interactions and following curiosity once again. So it was 2019. I was sitting in the consensus office at the time and noticing a lot of men were playing with DeFi protocols like Compound and Maker, some of the early ones, and that a lot of them were on DeFi teams. And could you and just quickly define what you think DeFi is and what a protocol is? Sure. Yes. So DeFi is uh, short for decentralized finance and decentralized finance in the most uh, you know, simple terms is the traditional, not so traditional financial tools and services reimagined in a peer to peer framework, right? Built on a blockchain. Uh, you know, so that is what decentralized finance is. And it can be lending and borrowing, it can be exchanges, and it can get much more complex than that as well. And a protocol is, you know, any set of standards for how something works or how something's communicate. And in crypto, uh, a lot of these applications. Uh, are really protocols because they're like code self-operating to run these different applications or services. So a lot of DeFi applications call themselves protocols. So when you see protocol, it's a crypto application or a crypto tool or a crypto service under this broad category of like, this is how uh, they're named. And so I appreciate you asking me that. That is something that we definitely try to do in Shifi. And it can be a bit confusing in the crypto world because there are like multiple words for the same thing, which we need to figure out in general, like as an as an ecosystem. So I was uh, sitting in the consensus office and I was having a coffee catch up with Corbin Page, who's in the in the crypto space. And he mentioned that a bunch of men uh, for the NCAA bracket, which is the basketball tournament, um, you know, all don all paid like twenty dollars in. And instead of just having that money sit there, they put that pot of money in Compound, the crypto uh, lending protocol, because it was earning 11% interest. And even though it was a newer protocol at the time in 2019, if it got hacked, 90% of the people weren't getting their money back anyway, right? Because it wasn't theirs to win. 
And I was like, wow, that is genius. And so I just left that conversation super inspired. I was like, I bet I could get women to take risks with money if they weren't planning on getting it back. Right. I think a lot of um, challenges that there are in onboarding women into any financial space is just the way that we perceive risk is different. We're risk aware. We're not risk averse. And so asking women to put their money into unaudited crypto protocols could be really tough if they're really attached to that money. So a lot of what I work to do in Shefi is not just education in terms of using these things, but like let's get a little less attached to outcomes and take more bets, more educated bets. And because most most of those are probably going to be good bets if we make them together. And it's okay if we lose sometimes if we are not betting super important money. So anyways, I'm a big runner. Um, I listen to music. I go on long runs. And while I was running, um, I was thinking about getting women to give up money, decentralized finance, women in crypto, like she, blah, blah. And like the word Shefi just came to me. Like, I'm not kidding you. I was in Chicago where I'm from at home. I think it was around like uh, fall time. And I like went and told my parents, I was like, I just thought of this great name. I'm going to educate women on this thing called decentralized finance. And I'm going to call it Shefi. And uh, like, once again, it was like one of those moments where like something had shifted inside of me, like this name had come to me like out of, you know, meditating on it while I was running where I find my flow. Um, but it wasn't me like trying to sit there and like think about it. I just knew that um, I was I knew that I would I believed that if I taught women DeFi, if I taught them how it works, if I taught them how to do it, no one could say no to them and saying that they're not the best candidates to have those jobs. They wouldn't be looked over. They wouldn't be left behind. Um, I'm not going to write policy to convince people and go through a lot of meetings where we're like going back and forth. I'm just going to teach women DeFi and, um, you know, make them um, comfortable, not only growing their wealth, but growing their ability to have the jobs they want to in the Web3 space. So a couple of things you mentioned there that stood out and Claire knows where I'm going with this on the, uh, the long run tip. Uh, I'm also a runner. That's where I get my flow. I'll be honest. I'm anti-run. I don't believe it. Claire's anti-run. Claire's a big walker uh, and a big Uber rider. But uh, uh, we have a a little run club in New York called Pitch and Run. So when you're out here next, we'll... uh, We'll get you out. We run three times a week, and uh, amazing. That's where we are. I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, amazing! All right, so I'll I'll send you info. We we have a new recruit. Incredible, but yeah, that's that's also my jam. That's where all these um, ideas, to your point, kind of marinate, and and you're in the flow, right? And um, and when your body and your breath and your mind are kind of in harmony and in sync, it can be a can be an amazing thing. uh, but that, yeah, that's one thing that jumped out. And the other thing is Shifa is incredible. So what, what's kind of the next step for you, um, you know, on, on, on Shifa and maybe what can we help with or what can the audience help with you, you grow this movement? Yeah, that's a great question. We just had a, it's, we just had a strategy weekend last weekend. So very on, on pointed question to give you a bit about Shifi today. So Women enter the community uh, through an application process and they join a 12-week crypto boot camp and they meet twice a week, once a week to get like the in-depth knowledge on a protocol like Aave. So what is a money market? What does that look like in crypto? Uh, what is an interest rate? You're lending into a liquidity pool, all those things. And then they meet with a TA, so a teaching assistant later in the week who demos you how to like go onto the app, uh, put your money in there take out a loan, whatever it is. And so we're really not just focused on like 
the in-depth knowledge, but also like the how-to, because I'm a believer the best way to learn about Web3 is to experiment. And sometimes you just need somebody there while you're doing some of those things for the first time. So that's really what we've architected. And if you go on my website, uh, www slash about, you can see all of the courses. So we also cover NFTs and DAOs. Um, it's, I've created stuff on everything that's relevant for you to be able to navigate the crypto space in a, in a very um, supported way. Um, so, you know, what's next is a great question. I think we'll have some exciting announcements soon. So right now I've onboarded about 400 women um, looking to, you know, we do this through like a cohort style. And then we have many other reasons for them to stick around in the community, a lot of programming, a lot of partnerships and things like that. And so, you know, what's next for Shifa, I think we're evolving our program to keep this focus on really getting you uh, uh, ready for like a Web3 job. We have a palette job board, uh, which I can share a link and you can go and you can post jobs there. So then you can also get access to our talent collective, which is women who've been through the Shifi cohort. So, you know, like these women have spent the last 12 weeks deep diving in crypto and are still part of this learning community. And so um, I don't think right now I have like specific asks, but I probably will in three in like a couple of weeks. I'm going to spend a couple more Saturdays really building out my uh, my business plan and what we want to and what we want to where we want to take it. And so, but we'll have exciting things. We're always looking for partners, for sponsors, for uh, speakers, people to expose our community to, because a lot of them are new to crypto. And so we're really, and they really want to be full-time Web3, right? And in some type of capacity, maybe it's just contributing to DAOs, maybe it's a full-time job, and, or maybe it's just investing their money. So those are kind of like the three areas that, you know, uh, we try to tr tackle at Shifi. I guess, oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we, we just had a question from um, a listener to repeat the website URL. Yes, I can. Uh, it's www.shefi, S-H-E-F-I dot O-R-G. And then if you want, you can, there's four tabs. There's an about tab, which has um, our course list and there's um, like a team page. And then there's a join tab if you want to sign up or send it to any of um, any people you might think will be a good fit. And then they'll get notified when the application goes out. And um, we don't do a lot of like public marketing because just through that, we get plenty of um, excitement, which is kind of amazing to see. Like when I started it, it was really like me with my slides, wondering if people were interested in this stuff. And we've really hit, hit quite an amazing threshold. And I'm consistently amazed by all the incredible women that have like walked into my life through Shifi as well and joined our community. So it's like a super positively reinforced thing that's really come into my life. And I love um, meeting everybody that I get to meet through it. Yeah, I, that's it's so awesome to hear. Uh, I guess one other question. So maybe for somebody who's a little bit more like crypto curious, not ready to take on like a full 12 week course, what would you recommend as like best steps for somebody trying to learn kind of that initial part about crypto and DeFi? Yeah. So the initial part, you know, I think um, I believe the defiant. So that's a publication. The and it's D-E-F-I-A-N-T has like a crypto canon or a crypto and DeFi starter kit. That's by Camilla Russo, another really awesome woman who's a journalist and runs that publication. Uh, another good place to start if you're interested in DeFi, <clears throat> there's a website called F-I-N-E-M-A-T-I-C-S. It's either Finematics or Finematics, and they go over into some DeFi stuff. Um, if you're 
someone who is, oh, well, shefi.crypto on Instagram. We break all these um, concepts down. What is DeFi? What are the properties of blockchains? What are wallets? What's Web3? What's the evolution of financial ledgers? So <clears throat> that's a really good place to start. And we'll have like a link tree soon with more resources that we like. If you like podcasts, Bankless is always interviewing really great founders. And if you go all the way to the beginning of it, you'll probably get more of like the beginning content. And uh, so that's a really nice place because you can also hear people's stories. Um, I really like the ones where I'm just like learning about people who've really done interesting things in crypto and just hearing their stories and how they, you know, do cool things. Like G Money is a big NFT collector. And he like bet on Apple early because he was on the subway and saw everybody wearing AirPods, right? So I love those stories too, where it's just like, hearing people who've been like on the ball, like what are the little things they do to, to, to get to there? So those are great places. A16Z has a crypto canon, but that has more like chunky white papers and big theories from early days. So that might be a bit more dense, but also a really good resource as well. That's awesome. Okay. And I think we're, you know, we're almost at time. So in a hall, if you have anything, but I guess just like what, trends or is there anything particular that you've seen in the past few weeks or months that like have just gotten you so so excited uh in the space yes well i think right now this space feels a little cool which i actually really really love because um i just think we're seeing a lot of good progress being made on different types of DAOs. on you know i think the most exciting thing about crypto is like permissionless money means we can do anything right like we can buy the constitution, we can buy golf courses, we can support Ukraine. Like, I think there's just so much possibility that you can bring people together um, without all these subjectivity um, bar barriers with subjectivity, right? Like who they are, where they're from, what they're doing. It's like, you have a common mission, vision, goal, like let's you know find a way to make those things happen together. So I think that's really exciting. Um, so that's more of like what's going on with DAOs or just like the best use case of crypto is just this permissionless money to, you know, put towards things that we want to without much overhead. Um, I think there's, you know, some interesting uh, projects to watch in the NFT space. In Shefi, we have like a community curated list called Minty Fresh, where we kind of, you know, like go through like what, when you mint an NFT, for those of you who don't know, that's like when you create your NFT, it's called minting. So Minty Fresh is our NFT list. And so I think there's some exciting projects going there. Like we uh, were really big fans of Crypto Coven. They seem to have like a world building aspect. So I think in the future, there'll be a lot of cool things with world building. I'm a big music person. I go to a lot of music shows. Um, I love music. I think Join Royale has been a really cool platform. Uh, Verite, who's actually an artist I followed for a while, uh, released an NFT where if you bought it, I'm pretty sure depending on what tier it was, you can, they programmed royalties in. So I think even the fans could get royalties. So I think we're going to see, I mean, I think now that I like, you know, when I'm on the spot, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, but music NFTs are something I'm super excited about. Um, music has strong values, culture, um, fan bases, communities already. And it's just going to allow creators to have much more freedom in their distribution, connect immediately with their fans and monetize in really exciting ways. So we're seeing just some of this with PFPs, but I think we're going to get into the meat of the creator economy and like see many more use cases around it that really support independent creatives in ways that we um, haven't seen before. So love music NFTs, love um, even like social type NFT clubs like Pool Suite. 
um, you know, I worked on a science fiction storytelling universe. I hope something like that comes back because it was super amazing. Open IP, digital rights management, bringing people together around shared stories, I think will really what be on, what onboards the masses, right? We actually learn through stories, not through, <laughs> not through just facts. So I think those are really exciting use cases that I would really like to see um, that, I, that I think will do well this coming year. Incredible. And by the way, I hear you're a DJ. I am a DJ. So what, <laughs> what do you DJ? I, what's really fun is it's mostly crypto parties because my friends are throwing them. So um, I've done like parties at Masari Mainnet. I've done parties at um, uh, ETH Lisbon, which is an Ethereum conference or ETH Denver I got to do, which was really fun with my friends. Um, and then I have like a, I luckily, I'm a, like one of those lucky people who found some outdoor space in my New York apartment. So we'll definitely be having some crypto meetups and, and disco, daytime discos there. But yeah, wherever my friends invite me, we like to just kind of throw them ourselves, invite a bunch of people, get everyone meeting each other. That's like the, the magic of New York summer, right? So that's, that's what's on my list for spring and summer. Amazing. We are uh, eagerly awaiting our, our invitations. And, uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, actually, myself and, and Hadley, one of my partners at ENIAC, both were DJs in college and like very bad DJs after college. And so we're, we call ourselves kind of closet DJs now. Once in a blue moon, we'll come out and, and play a friend's party. Um, but uh, but it's, uh, it's it, it, you know, it's incredible to just um, to love to do that, you know, and so um that's awesome yeah i feel like i'm a vibe curator wherever i go right whether it's helping exactly. women with their confidence and empowerment whether it's making sure people are feeling a certain way when a certain song comes on i like really architecting experiences of joy with my communities and so i try to bring that to this crypto world and i try to bring it to my to my other communities via music as well so that's like what i think i'm here to do in this life and uh, i'm having a lot of fun doing it well, You're for the vibes. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it wasn't Maggie Love, it'd be like Maggie Vibes. I yeah, think be, <laughs> something you like know, that. You know, would, would be your other, your other <laughs> assessing. Um, well, listen, this has been absolutely uh, a delight and a pleasure to have you on, Maggie. And we can feel your energy emanate through this restream, <laughs> restream studio LinkedIn platform and then soon on podcasts everywhere. But um, where can people find you? on Twitter or what's the best place for people to interact with you and ask questions? Yeah, Twitter is definitely the best place. So it's Maggie Love underscore. So M-A-G-G-I-E-L-O-V-E underscore. Shefi on Twitter is she, S-H-E underscore underscore F-I. I couldn't, not, and then shefi.crypto on Instagram as well. And then, you know, the website has my email, uh, but I'm pretty responsive on all the many platforms that we seem to have on crypto to communicate. So Twitter is a great one. Amazing. Uh, there will be many people reaching out to you. We have one last question, by the way, from Mark. Are there places for men who are looking to get into crypto <laughs> and are very new to the subject? So I just want to be clear, by the way, you know, Deep Row and Crypto is is obviously the brand um, and, and, and the core mission of this show and, and these pods. We are trying to bring in more women and more people of color into Web3, but we are not um, kicking men out. You know, we're not kicking anybody out. This is a, an all-inclusive uh, movement, and that's more of like a, a you know, a brand name that um, obviously gets a little bit of the edge and some 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 mixed feelings. But um, 
I think uh, a lot of strong brand names are, are meant to do that. Bros, uh, bros come in all shapes and sizes. So, and, 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 yeah. Dude, I, I mean, my wife calls me. I'm a bro. Like, look, this is a hat. Like, he's <laughs> on it, and uh, you know, I I strive to be my best bro sometimes. But um, there yeah. are there there are many resources, uh, Mark, and we'll we'll put some in the show notes. And yes, you know, and all the ones I listed are publicly available to anybody on the internet. And you know, I have presentations that are on YouTube. Those are publicly available to the internet. Uh, Shifi.crypto on Instagram is publicly available so the internet. Our Twitter is. So there's a lot of spaces uh, that are and um, tons of DAOs that accept everybody. So definitely there's a space for everybody in Web3. I love it. Thank you so much, Maggie. That's a great uh, note to end on. And Claire, I thought you did a phenomenal job uh, yes. hosting this show. So hats off to both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So awesome talking to both of you. Have a great rest of your week. Yeah, it's so good to have you.